Hello, Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange, Mr. Green, Mr. Mauve, Mr. Periwinkle, Mr. Off-White, Mr. Eggshell, Mr. Gray, Mr. Black, Mr. Craig. Welcome to Reservoir Dogs. everybody and welcome to Reservoir Dogs. I can't do that man's gravelly voice. I just can't. My throat will close. So with me to discuss it in his gravelliest voice is my good friend Craig. Hello. How are you? As you can see, has eaten cigarettes two packs a day for his entire life. You should have heard him beforehand. Um, Craig, you know what's distressing? What? I forgot what colors there were. Oh, there's pink, brown, blue. No, I meant on my list. I I, I thought it'd be funny if I went oh. on for like a minute, and I just oh, forgot right. all the colors in existence. <laughs> just just all the colors in the rainbow. It's okay because they, they all sound the same to me. You're being very. I was gonna colorist. say I had I had the thought of doing the Craig version, Mr. Gray, Mr. Gray, Mr. Gray, Mr. Gray, Mr. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, today we're talking about Reservoir Dogs. Craig, hit me with the stats. Cool. Uh, so Reservoir Dogs was developed by Volatile Games, published by IDOS Interactive, directed by David Manuel. It's lovely. Um, designed and arted by heaps of people, written by Richard Boone and James Parker. Music composed by Mark Canham. Canham? He, so he can. He can ham. He can ham. Um, he, he definitely can. Uh, it was released on Windows, PlayStation 2, and Xbox in August and October 2006. Um, and it is a third-person shooter based on the Reservoir Dogs film. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, now, uh, you did mention Volatile Games, which, in case you didn't notice, turns later on into Blitz Game Studios, and then they changed their name again? Uh-huh. It's because they keep um, releasing shit. They release so much shit that they get known. Like Fusion Frenzy. And it's like, oh my god, right now we need to change names. because we'll... <laughs> Yeah, I um, I wanted you to recognize that these were the Fusion Frenzy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were also the Bad Boys Miami Takedown people. The Fairly Odd Parents people. The only game on the list of things that I looked up that I was like, okay, alright, that's okay would be probably Glover. And, I mean, that's not even great. Did you, um, uh, ever play Glover? And I'm also, I'm also hiding one of the games they did for later on so we can talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, um, no, I never played Glover, but that is, that's the game where you're a glove. Like, literally. No, you play as Crispin Glover, and you have to try to, um, navigate the awkwardness that is his life. Oh, what the hell is the game I'm thinking of, then? Oh, probably Glover. Oh, for fuck! I totally just bought. I just agreed with you there, Dave. I just went with it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I I was when when we were deciding the picks for uh, our, what we're gonna do for the year. Uh, this this was the odd man out, other than Outlaw Golf, which I will never let Craig forget that he picked. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, I want you to uh, after you tell me your history with this game, not the uh-huh. film. Um, I want you to explain why, because I'm very curious. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, 
explain my history with the game, not the film, and then why. I've never played this game. Like, I, I, I just, I've just, I've never played it. But I love the film. Like, I absolutely, I've seen the film so, so many times. I, like, majorly huge fan of the film. I just, I really like it. It defined a lot of me growing up, was liking this edgy Reservoir Dogs that's confusing to watch. You know, like that alongside Pulp Fiction with some... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Smooshed up timelines and, you know, you have to figure out what's going on when. I just bought into it as being pretty pretty cool. I'm cool because I watch these. Um, But I still like the film today, which is good. So then I thought, why not give it a go? Because I knew two things about it. I knew Michael Madsen had put his face on it. On the game. Well, that's because Michael Madsen would put his face on anything if you give him $10 and a pack of cigarettes. It turns out that is true. Um, But also that it had the entire licensed soundtrack and the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction is... uh, The soundtrack to Reservoir... (laughs) The soundtrack to Pulp Fiction is good as well, but the soundtrack to Reservoir Dogs is very good. So they managed to get Michael Madsen and all of that licensed music into a game. I kind of thought, yeah, I've got to at least try this. Now, you may notice a slight discrepancy in the year the film came out and the year the game came out. Like, did did you notice that? No, I can't remember when the film came out. Well, I'm googling to double check. But the, 1993. the film came out in 1992. Oh. Very close. Mm-hmm. And the game came out in the year of our Lord. 2006. So I, I asked myself, why after like 13 years would you decide to make a Reservoir Dogs game? Right? And the best I could come up with with my own brain, which is arguably small, um, is at the time you had that trend of like The Godfather in 2006. Let's make this into a game. You had From Russia With Love. These arguably old film pieces that were like we're going to redistribute this to a new audience and hopefully they will enjoy this classic film that's the only reason i could think of to do reservoir dogs that late yeah the, the i mean unless quentin the only other if quentin tarantino has like a you can't touch this property in 10 years type that's thing. a good point you know something I don't, yeah, know. I, I don't know how how uh, I almost said litigious, but not not litigious. I don't know how protective he is of his old films, mm-hmm. because I mean, other than you, I haven't heard anybody mention Reservoir Dogs in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not talking about the film. Mm-hmm. Why don't you walk the the listener through what it's like to play Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, right. So the game, I'll, I'll talk a wee bit about the film, but only to contextualize us. The game okay. follows the story of the film quite like scene by scene. It's almost almost the same as what you're doing. You arrive in a warehouse and you arrive in a warehouse in the film. Um, this is where your training takes place. Um, you, I'll skip over it, but I'll go back to it. You do training and then... You know, like there's a bank job, and you do the bank job, and then you have to run away, and and you've got your Mister Pink, and you've got the diamonds, or is it, yeah, Mister Pink, and you've got the diamonds, and you have to run away. Um, 
so it follows the story of the film, like, as in what's happening at each point, and it feels like it kind of tries to fill the gaps, because in the film, it cuts to that shot of Mr. Pink sprinting up the high street and then getting hit by a car and running a wee bit more. In the game, it's an extended scene in back alleys where you're trying to escape cops. Jump over fences, run through construction yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it fills the gaps. Um, and that is, that's kind of like how the, the game is strung together. What it's resulted in is um, a kind of like shitty point A to point B. Just, there's always cops, there's always hostages, just get there uh, type thing. It's got shooting mechanics, it's got a cover system. You could, I played this on the PC, so it was right click to hold um, track a target, left click to shoot. All that usual stuff. There are some interesting mechanics that it does specifically in the banking, the banking scene where you fill out your direct deposit slip. You have to remember your routing number and your account code. You have to be polite when you talk to the teller. Um, That was, I found that all very interesting. Uh, No, no, like in its its heist mechanics. uh Yeah, like the, the actual... Those mechanics, getting, you know, like, you've got to find the bank manager and get him to the safe, and then you've got security guards who you need to manage, you know, like, you have to people manage people so they don't shoot you and things. It's kind of okay, but I just, like, to me, this game screamed complete, it was just completely average, like, I had so little feelings for it, despite the fact that I love the film. Um, And, in fact... This is to go back to what I should have started by saying. The title screen of this film, of this game, is fantastic. Like, I love the title scene where it's got really? all the... Yeah, I think it's great. Where all the bits from the film cut in and then you press the button and it goes to new game and you're going to play your new game and it... Oh, I can't remember the quote, but it's, you know, like, are you just going to stand there or are you going to shoot? Blah, blah, or whatever. Um... And it, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was great. It, it, it gave me high hopes, and then I landed in a warehouse shooting paintball guns at people. <laughs> it was just uh, yeah, that 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 riveting scene from the film, uh-huh. um, where they shoot paintball guns to make sure they know how to shoot a gun. Yeah, because then... the whole point that you're Mister Orange, the film, you're Mister Orange, you're an undercover cop, obviously, and they've recruited you in. What? What? You spoiled it. Dude, I've been working on finishing the movie. So, anyway, they recruit you in because you already know what you're doing. You know, like, you're a good guy. You've come recommended. You'll get the job done. In the game, they say that. They literally say, I heard you're the best (laughs) at this. But what we're going to do is we're going to teach you the basic mechanics of picking up guns and walking about a room. And it's just... Oh... Oh, it was a gut punch. It was a gut punch. Um, well, it's like hiring a wheelman and then going, all right, we heard you are the best. Uh-huh. Drive this forklift around in a circle uh-huh. so we know you're the best. Yeah, it, 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 it clanged. The game mechanics and tutorial really clanged up against the story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, other than that, other than that, mechanically, you can shoot, you can throw things, there's various weapons... Uh, you have a bullet time-esque thing which powers up based on your adrenaline. So you kill people, your adrenaline builds up, you get full adrenaline, you can go into bullet time mode, which is kind of handy. Um, and you've got 
two um, meters based on the story, your story completion, how well you're completing the story, and also if you're being a complete cock or not. So if you're murdering everyone, but doing really well, picking up the collectibles and getting the story done in time, your story rating is going to be high. You might get like, I, I don't know if it's A to D or A to E ratings, or if it's 1 to 6, I can't remember, but you might get an A in the story, but you might get an F because you've just annihilated everyone, which I assume is the Dave route of just shooting everyone. It's like, take a hostage. I can't be bothered taking a hostage. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Actually, I went into this with the best of intentions because I do like From Russia With Love. I like the Godfather game. They're fun games. Um, And then I couldn't quite see correctly because my face just kept yawning. <laughs> over and over I'm not going to lie this game bored the ever loving pants off of me yeah um it was I, I can you could see um and I, this is not to speak badly about the fine people uh at Blitz who developed Pocket Bite Racer and Sneak King um but you could see they went Max Payne's really cool let's put bullet time in this and the getaway is really cool. Let's have that kind of flavor going on. And just like a mishmash of... You could almost see the influences for their game design. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, the only... and then you see the run cycle and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. Like like this feels... Um, and, and not to bring it back to last episode where we discussed uh, 2K21 at length. Um this feels more primitive than Time Splitters, which is strange. Like, I realized they were probably in development around the same time, but this feels that predictable. You could almost hand me a joystick or a controller or whatever. Or a remote. With... Oh, that's the one I can't do. <laughs> I can't do remote. It's like somebody calling the TV remote a clicker. <laughs> <laughs> drives oh, me insane I like Clicker I like Clicker my I, preferred name is the channel changer because it's quite literal and cute I like call, <laughs> can you chuck me the channel changer that's like saying hey can you hand me the, the bit of tissue paper I blow my nose in um, so you could almost hand someone the controller and if they're game savvy they won't need a tutorial because it's that predictable for this time era um, I, I found that not bad. Like, like, to be honest, it's not terribly done. It's just so blasé. It's just, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess you guys would do that. Yeah, I was very bored. Um, did you not find that? Oh no, I, I, I thought I was. It was completely not only not janky, but just it felt like taking what was the best bits of different games, then trying to recreate it from memory. And then sticking it together with sellotape, it just felt like not the best implement. Like it wasn't the best driving experience when you have to do the getaway race. No, uh, no, it was just, not. It's, that's just not great. Um, the bullet time wasn't actually that great. Like you did go into slow motion and you could click, 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 and then look at someone else, click, 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 click. But it didn't but have it, the punch of Max Payne. Yeah, it really didn't, and it it wasn't as cinematic, or or, or, or there was no flair to it. Um, I just thought, nah, I don't like it. The only thing that I actually caught liked 
or the only thing that I, I thought I could deal with this is I like the it's simple, but I like the hostage taking mechanic where if it's a security guard, you just need to threaten the person and then the security guard will drop the gun and then you need to threaten the security guard and tell him to put his head against the wall and then make sure that they can't get back to their guns. I like, like, it's a wee bit puzzly. I like the fact that that's tracked so that if you don't kill people, you get a better rating than if you just kill everyone. That bit, in in isolation it appeals to me but it's just jankily done and it's the same thing over and you get to the first mission after that bank it's very canned oh and you just have to run up a hall taking hostages and telling people to look at the wall and sometimes there's a cop so you have to hit the hostage in the head to make them drop their like uh it's almost like the movie Reservoir Dogs is not eclectic enough to make a fun video game out of. Yeah, like the whole of Reservoir Dogs, it's just a bunch of guys talking in a warehouse. That's all it is. Um, and a man gets his ear cut off and yep, yep, we're done. I don't, I just, I, th- I feel I feel a bit bad because I, I, I do th- like that IP is great. Like, I love Reservoir Dogs. I just don't think they should have this could have easily been not a Reservoir Dogs game. It could have been the the heist chase car, or you know, like Driver Four, the yeah. heist. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been anything, and I just trying to piece together Reservoir Dogs by injecting scenes where they didn't need to be. Well, that's the thing, right? Like that's what strikes me as weird. Like, like I'm I'm gonna keep going back to those two examples of The Godfather or. Um, from Russia with Love, just because they're kind of in the same mold. You can look at From Russia with Love and go, oh, I love the jetpack scene. That would be fun to play. Or I love the hedge maze yeah. scene or the boat scene under the, in, what is it, Venice or Italy or wherever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, the gypsy camp. Uh, I shouldn't have said gypsy, but you know what I mean. Um, there are fun scenes there. Or the Godfather, it's like, oh, hey, I'd love to, you know, the scene where they just start going hit after hit after hit. That would be fun to do. A Reservoir Dogs doesn't have that. It'd be like, oh, it'd be fun to sit and talk to Steve Buscemi. And, I mean, arguably, I would love to sit and talk with Steve Buscemi. Yeah. yeah. I don't need a video game to do that. No. Um, it, it does seem strange that you decide. I'm guessing... And this is 100% pure speculation, and speculation is a fool's game. But it seems like they saw the license was cheap. Quentin Tarantino was probably coming out with a new movie, and they figure, why not? It might get a bump. I've never heard anybody mention this game ever. Like, I forgot it existed until you were like, yeah, let's do this. Whoa, (laughs) yeah, that's right. That's a thing. Um... So, yeah, this is strange. It has no tail. Um, it just kind of came out, wet farted, and then, like a wet fart, went away. Um, and I, I think, unlike a lot of games that we play, where it's like, oh, I wonder why this, you know, nobody really mentions this, or it got forgotten. You can see exactly why this would oh, have got yeah. forgotten. Yeah, 100%. Uh... So, moving on to a question oh. I have. Um your favorite actor from Reservoir Dogs. I mean, I'm a big Steve Buscemi fan. I love Steve Buscemi. I like Steve Buscemi. Um, I like Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Yes. I mean, it's full of great actors. 
It's, it is actually just full of great actors. Um, I liked Tim Roth in that TV show where he's, I think he's he's like a lie detective or a lie specialist. He was very good. Um, yeah, I think, I think that I TV think show was called Don't Be Talking No Jive with Tim Roth. <laughs> Don't Be Talking No Jive with Tim Roth. So I'm going to go, I'll just say finally um, Harvey Keitel just to be different. But Steve Buscemi is actually great. Oh, yeah, I was always sad. I was like, ah, oh, you killed Steve Buscemi. There it yeah, goes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like being a pedantic ass every once in a while, so I mm-hmm. do have to um, ask you again. The name of the man that is in this game, the one they got from the film, what's his mm-hmm. name? Michael Ma- Mad... Mad... Oh, no. I've, I'm saying I'm, say, I'm saying it wrong. I'm not. Is it Michael Madsen? Yes. Not, not. Nope. You missed the T. It's just Madsen. Michael Man Madsen. No, no Madsen. Michael Madsen. There we go. Yes. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought there's, it was Michael. No, unless, hold on. Now you're making me doubt it. Hold on. Mike, Michael Madsen. Michael Maston. Nope, it's just Madsen. M-A-D-S-E-N. Okay. I wouldn't really want to share a drink with Michael Madsen. I I, I don't know. You know who, in my brain, until I see a picture of one of them, you know who I always get him confused with? Is, oddly enough, James Bond guy. Uh, the guy who plays Le Chiffre. Oh, um, uh, thingamabob. Rory McElroy. <laughs> Justin Thomas. <laughs> uh well, what is his name? The guy that plays Le Chiffre. Uh Thingamabobby. That's um what do you call him? I call him Frank. Death Strand. Mads Mickelson. Maths Mickelson. I just sit there. Ooh. <laughs> yes, uh so Michael Madsen, Mads Mickelson. Very Michael close Mads. in my brain. Oh my god. Michael Madsen and Mads Mickelson. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, in my brain, I always think Mads Mikkelsen was in Reservoir Dogs. Mads Mikkelsen was in, in Saw and James Bond. Um, but yes, I was very sad not to see Mads Mikkelsen in Reservoir Dogs. I did start to rewatch the film because of this. I was like, Ooh, you know, okay. it's been... I saw it at release, like when I hit DVD. So not like theaters because I had to sneak it from my parents because, you know, 1992, I was nine years old, eight years old, seven years old, however old I was. So maybe, no, you know what? It couldn't have been released because that would have still been in the VHS years, right? Um, 92 was strictly VHS years. I'm trying, when did Pulp Fiction come out? Because I had Pulp Fiction on tape, not... The- 94. Okay, yeah, so 92 would definitely still be in... Okay, so I must times. have saw it when it released on DVD for the first time. Because I watched oh. it on DVD. Okay. And in your brain, in my brain, like I always have that problem of like, what year did a movie come out? It's like, well, I saw it when it came out, but that would, I keep thinking, oh, that's when it released on VHS or that's when it released on DVD. But anyway, um, and so I started to rewatch it and I kind of just stopped. Like, like I made it to like the ear cut scene and I was like, eh, okay. But you still have a lot of affection for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I did say I watched that, I watched the whole thing. I still really like it. <laughs> I then watched Pulp Fiction. Oh, uh, I'm 
Pulp Fiction might take Reservoir Dogs for me. Mainly just because of the turning around and accidentally shooting the man in the face yeah, scene. So good. That I can't help but laugh at uh-huh. every time. Um, yeah, like, like I guess in the broader sense, like, so Tarantino is still a thing for you. And I don't mean to say that in a derogatory sense. Oh, no. Um, I liked Inglorious Bastards. I liked, um, what'd you call it? Leonardo DiCaprio's. Um, well, y'all, Django. Django Unchained. Yep, I like that. I have not seen the last one, whatever the last one was. Furious 8? Yeah, I've not seen Furious 8. But yeah, like, if Quentin Tarantino releases something, I'll probably watch it at some point and hope that, or think, assume that it's going to be good. Okay, see, like, I kind of dropped off. The Hateful Eight, not the Furious Eight. That's, oh, that's yeah. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's Fast and the Furious, I might watch, though. Oh, um, God. Meths Mickelson and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tostino's, the pizza company. Um, so, yeah, like, like, I kind of fell off about it in Glorious Bastards. Okay. And I don't have a good reason why. Like, last night we were talking a lot about directors, and, you know, we were talking about, like, David Fincher and... And... Other I people. I forgot it again. The Cornetto guy. Edgar oh, Wright. Edgar Wright. You know, you know, like, hey, I, you know, I'll watch a movie from this. Tarantino hasn't been that for me in a very long time. That way, um... Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's fair enough. Um, Out of the Tarantino movies, which do you mm-hmm. think would make the best video game? Uh, I wouldn't mind, like, a Kill Bill game. That's where my brain went to first, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot you could turn into a video game there. Uh-huh, because it, it's, it's like, a lot of action and story-driven action and awesomeness and choreography and swinging noises and stuff like that. I think it's got... Like, you couldn't do it with Pulp Fiction because it'd end up being the same as yeah. Reservoir Dogs. I will counter with, because I enjoy a little bit of horror in my fun ups uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Might make oh, okay. for a fun, like, horde-based shooter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Kill Bill, I mean. I don't like Uma Thurman very much. Worst Poison Ivy in the world. But um, I do like Kill Bill still. I, I have rewatched that. Except for, and this bothers me, Craig, I'm sorry, we have now fully graduated to film talk with I know, Craig yeah. and Dave. <laughs> In Kill Bill, that siren noise just drives me up. Drives me nuts. Uh It's like, why would you choose to do that? I mean, I understand what it signifies, but could you have done a less obnoxious thing there? Uh, So, yeah, I I, I keep my Kill Bill viewings limited because that just nails on a chalkboard for me. Fair enough. All right. So, we have had experience with some of Blitz, Volatiles, mm-hmm. whatever her name is, uh, work before. Have you scoured the list, like, like, or have you just done a cursory glance? A uh, cursory glance, but I will go and have a wee nosy right now. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. okay, no, I won't have a go, I won't have a go and have a nosy. We are, I will give you a, a hint of a trivia question. Okay. Uh... There is a link between Blitz uh-huh. and Deus Ex. And we've done it. 
what is the game that links those two together in a six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of way? There's a link between this and Deus Ex. Uh, the whole crowd is looking at you, Craig. Don't, I know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I wish I could take a photo, but I'm not actually touching my phone. Um, I trust you. I'm just thinking, I know, I'm just thinking, what have we done that they've done? So, what? let's see, you mentioned Glover, it's got nothing to do with Glover. We've done Fusion Frenzy, but that was just god-awful. And Fusion Frenzy would have no link to Deus Ex. And fu- yeah, Fusion Frenzy would have no link to Deus Ex. We did um, Thingamabobie. Um, Mickey's Fun Paint Time. Yes. Which... That is these. That was these people. That is the answer. <gasps> so... Oh, it's the guy. The guy. What's his face? Um, Warren Spector. Warren Spector. I knew that. I would have got there eventually. I mean, this it would have turned it into an hour long podcast of silence, but I would have got there. <laughs> Which I mean, I don't know if we mentioned it at the time. That is one of the best last names, right? Like Spector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great last name. Um, yeah, so these were the guys that did the PS3 ports and, you know, all the other ports of Epic Mickey 2, which we also went, eh. Nah, yeah. It seems like these guys don't really have a flair for making their games notable. Which, no. No offense to the guys, it's just iCarly just isn't a great game. Yeah, I, genu- I genuinely, when you look at the list, some developers and publishers you look at it's a quantity over quality thing and this is this is these people like in 2006 at the same time of Reservoir Dogs they had Bratz Forever Diamonds Spongebob Squarepants Sneak King Pocket Bike Racer and Big Bumpin with no G at the end um, which I'm absolutely for, don't don't forget uh, Pac-Man World oh no wait that was that was 2005 I'm absolutely forgiving of like, look, we need games to pay the bills, and then we have our prestige products. That's perfectly that's perfectly understandable. These guys seem to be in the they they seem stuck by probably not by design. Like I would imagine they want to do a mm, this is our prestige product. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like they got stuck in the well, we need more money phase. Yeah, um, and that's that's it, a little sad. It could just be like the 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 from. They've got Action Man in 1999. And then, like, if I just read out the notable licenses, they've got The Little Mermaid, Chicken Run, The Mummy, Lilo and Stitch, Taz, The Fairly Odd Parents, Barbie, Bratz, Pac-Man, Reservoir Dog. Like, it's a lot of licensed games. Like, they're known... They get known in the industry yeah. for that. So then they get a check that they can't turn down to make, you know, like, Bratz, the movie game... Well, I, I noticed, like, yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know, kick this out in six months, whatever. It's yeah. a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen game. Who cares? Um, but I also noticed there's a lot of sequels to franchises that by that point had been forgotten. Not forgotten, but, like, weren't worth anything. Okay. Like, they did, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was a, a game series called Tack and the Power of Juju, right? Like a little kid with a caveman thing. and Okay, it got turned into a cartoon and everything here. Like, I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was it was a notable product of, oh, hey, okay, that's a TAC game. Uh, they did, like, TAC 4. Uh, they did, like, Frogger 3. They did, like, you know, all these uh, franchises that by that point were, I would imagine, coasting or on life support. So it kind of sucks for these guys, unless 
and we're not taking this into consideration, maybe that's their goal. Maybe yeah. their goal was to be, well, we're just going to be the B game guys mm-hmm. or C game guys. Uh, the best, like I remember Chicken Run, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, that was it was the game I rented for my little brother wanted it and it was his turn to pick and so he walks in gets Chicken Run and you're like ah <laughs> but you'll still play it because it's a new game. I don't I remember Chicken Run kind of being like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like stealthing your way around the farmyard. Okay. All right, I want to make sure that wasn't a fever dream. I don't remember that being terrible. I don't think it was. Like, you can't really be terrible with that, with any of those games, because they're all so damn cute. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, Chicken Run now looks like a horror show for PS1. It, oh, know, God, it, it actually, looks, I've, just, I've, just, bad. I've just looked at screenshots, and yeah. Oh, it does. You've got a mini-map, you've got an enemy with a vision cone, <laughs> and you're a chicken. Yeah, which, which is weird that it also came out on the PlayStation at that year. Yeah, like that's strange. Um, so moving quickly on to more film speak with David Craig. Your favorite Ardman production movie? Um, because I would argue, um, Quentin Tarantino hasn't made a movie as good as an Ardman movie. <laughs> um, do you know? Maybe you might probably maybe be right there a wee bit. Oh God. I mean, is it Chicken Run? Because that's middling for me. I don't know. It's not Chicken Run. I I feel almost guilty if I didn't name like a Wallace and Gromit. Like the wrong trousers was revolutionary when it came out. It's it's Ooh, so good. No, no, I was talking. No short films. We're talking oh, no theatrical short films. only. Oh, oh, the pirates film then. Okay, a very strong choice, my friend. Very strong choice. <laughs> Monkey was brilliant. Uh-huh. Um. But I would have to say still Wallace and Gromit Were Rabbit. Oh, the Were Rabbit, yeah. Is probably my favorite Ardman movie. Uh Early Man was okay. It was pretty good. Um The only the only thing I haven't seen from them is I think Shaun the Sheep. Like I never watched the Shaun the Sheep movies. Um the Farmageddon what film is actually very entertaining. I watched it with Reese a wee while ago. It's really <laughs> it's it's like okay. laugh uh-huh. it's laugh out loud funny in places. And I totally forgot that Cuss of the Were-Rabbit existed as a full film as opposed to one of the shots, so I might have chosen that instead of Pirates. Although, would that's I, fair enough. Pirates is charmingly fun, it's funny as, oh god, they're good, these are good people. Yes, Ardman Ard- Ard- people are, that's mm-hmm. what we learned on this Reservoir Dogs podcast, is that the Ardman peeps are good peeps. Yep. Um, as, as it is with last week, I am about done on Reservoir Dog. Like, that's so weird. Like, this is the era of games where we had enough agency to buy games we wanted and to play them. And it seems like this is the era of games that has the least amount of interesting things to talk about. Yeah. It's weird. And we're following that same pattern where the worse a game is, the more we talk about the game as well. Like, Time Splitters is a fantastic game. And we uh-huh. talked half as much about Time Splitters as we have done about Reservoir Dogs just now. That is very true. I guess it is more interesting to see, oh, oh, hey, this is why it failed, maybe? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I'm going to end this with one last fun question for you. <gasps> or I hope it's fun. Um, the best game to use bullet time mechanics. Or the most fun, not the best. Because my my example is not the best, but it is fun. Oh, 
Oh. Um. Can I have a? I'll give my answer. Yeah, okay. it'll give me time to talk. Uh, my my answer is John Woo's Stranglehold for PS3. Oh, that yeah. game is not good, but the bullet it is fun to just dive from bullet time, land, and a split second later dive the other direction in bullet time, slide across tables, and you get to be Chow Yun Fat, which is always a bonus. Um, every morning, that guy wakes up, looks in the mirror, and goes, "Oh, hey, I get to be Chow Yun Fat today. This is great." Um, so yeah, I, I like that's a game that I would think would be fun to do at some point because it is one hundred percent ridiculous. Okay, yeah, like like we should we should slot it in. I am erring towards the side of Max Payne, or that's fair enough. I and mean... this, this this is a problem because I don't know if I'm thinking of Max Payne or I'm thinking of the the originator of the name, but it might be the Matrix game. I can't remember which one of whatever one it was of those that I played what, first. What, Enter the Matrix? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, it must be Max Payne then. I, I just that remember, was a rough putt. I remember diving. It must have been Max Payne. On PC. I just remember the feeling of experiencing it for the first time. You know, like, it was just... Other games might have done it better, but that was my first time in bullet time, and it was epic. Um, I think Max Payne, uh, if not the first, was the first notable time bullet time was used. Um, I actually thought you were going to say something like Outer Worlds, where I'm surprised you didn't go there or Fallout. Yeah, but that's... It's not... It's bullet time. I think of bullet time... Like, not like the VAT system or something. I think of bullet time as being... You're running about... Oddly for a start, uh, I've, I've also conflated it with being in the third person. But I, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it has to have an element of literal diving while randomly shooting and trying to do... Whereas dual VATs, pistols, of yeah, course. Yeah, dual pistols. VATs is technically bullet time, but it feels more strategic and... Gamey, like bullet time is a certain feeling to me. Oh god, I sound like it's very boss. realistic. Yes, yeah, sound like an asshole. But you know what I mean. No, no, I, I know what you mean. I mean the because because I thought for a second my answer would be a game I haven't spent much time in, but like is super hot bullet time. I don't think so. It's got the same matrix thing, but I don't think it is because the bullets only move when you move. It's not like it's slow motion. Okay, so that's in a different category completely. I think that's in a different category. But it does have the same effect, which is you're dodging bullets. Because that's all bullet time was in the Matrix. It was just dodging bullets and being able to very quickly shoot people while diving epically in a long leather jacket. Yes. <laughs> um, which we all thought for a while was a good look. And then it turned out to not be. <laughs> Dave, I know you did, but I did not go down that route. I would have killed to look like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix when I was a certain age. I'm not going to lie, Craig. <laughs> I mean, right now, I would kill to look like Morpheus in, in The Matrix as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to look half that good bald as he does. So, um, in reality, we probably would all just be the steak guy. Just want to eat steak. Uh, Alright, so if you would like to suggest a game for us, we have a place on the website where you can do that. Uh, just make sure you delineate between Retro Rewind or Full Bit Effect game. You can get a hold of us to say, hey, you guys suck. Whatever whatever you'd like. Uh, if you would like to support the show, 
go tell a squirrel. And that's it. Um, just, just snuggle on up to that cute little face and be like, hey, this is a podcast I really think you'd enjoy. As a matter of fact, you would go nuts for it. Wink. And then you've done Bye, your- guys. See yous. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>